Metal Nation, we are back once again with another metal promo review where we go through metal promos and review them and decide uh, on the quantities of ears we plan to give each item being promos. Let's dive right the fuck in. That's right. We're going to deplete the F bank right away as well. Out today. Uh, it's not even today. All right. Out recently. February 12th, 2022, Abrasive, Edge of Darkness. Uh, Abrasive being the band name and Edge of Darkness being the album name. Format CG, CD and digitals. Genre death metal. Country Germany for fans of suffocation, cannibal corpse, autopsy, and pungent stench. Abrasive was founded by Rolf Kohler, guitar and vocals. Alex Ringwald, bass slash screams, and Alex Makel on drums in April 1999. They combined the old-school style death metal sound with a piece of grindcore and U.S. brutal death metal a la suffocation or severe torture. The result was a grooving bastard of aggression and brutality with the typical abrasive guitar lines. Ralph's typical death metal growls and guttural style vocals which are completed by the relentless screams of Alex, became a trademark of the band. After several releases via Nice to Eat You Records, or MDD Records, and countless shows and festivals, Soul Grinding, Mountains of Death, NRW Death Fest, Flesh Party Open Air, Exhume the Metal Festival, Inside and Outside Germany to spread the name of the band around the world, 800 sold copies of Desire, MCD 2001. Wait, wait, wait. And one thousand sold and one thousand sold copies each of Devotion, two thousand four, and Awakening of Lust, two thousand seven. Abrasive would establish themselves with, uh, as a well-known band within the underground scene. The following releases: The Birth, Born in Sodom, two thousand eleven, MDD Records, and Book of Sin, two thousand seventeen, RTM Productions, confirm their status. <clears throat> their new CD, Edge of Darkness. Shows the most varied songs the band have ever written. The new tracks are darker and more intense than ever before. Did you want to say something? Uh, no, 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 keep going. I, I just, I question 800, but now it's like so long ago. <laughs> right. No, uh, no, 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 I, I had I a thought. I you there for a second, Matt. I had a thought on that. All right, tracklist. Puppet Face, Reborn, Chamber of Secrets, Mass of Human Flesh, Bleed for Us, Innocence, Pull the Strings, Bizarre, Uncontrolled, Emptiness. Then the lineup, which we already discussed. Alex, bass, vocals, Alexander, drums, and Rolf, vocals and guitars. And that is, uh, there, there's no band camp. So, oh, I, I apologize, there is. No, wait, I don't apologize. The, the band camp should be the first fucking link. Uh, rebirththemetalproductions.bandcamp.com. I don't know, rebirth the metal, it sounds awfully... Uh, Christian there. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. You know, the whole thing, the whole thing was very on theme with death metal. Yeah. Alright, then um, we got I, some artwork, it's... and uh, it's um, uh, sort of wasteland, forest, stream, stairs, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. That's a lot yeah. of stuff going on there. I, I don't know what's going on in a good way. Let's put it that way. Hmm. All right. Can we so, talk about Chamber of Secrets? Sure. 
for a second, because like on the off chance that this is Harry Potter death metal, yeah. I feel pretty intrigued about that. No, I'm all in. Like like uh, the basilisk tooth. Like that's fucking metal, right? right there. Dude. I mean, and 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 Harry Potter it spans every genre, right? Like mm-hmm. obvious power metal connections, but like there's some dark shit in there. I don't yeah. know. These guys started the band in 1999, so I feel like they might be too old for Harry Potter. I or would, actually, I, would, I think they're right in that target demo. Well, no. yeah, I mean, that's about the year that it first came out, right? And perhaps I, they've got kids at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, they could be making it a family affair. Yeah. Hmm. You know, wow. I think of a metal band a lot like a salad. Um, it has different components, right? And, and so a good salad has a good balance, uh, between the lettuce and the, and the cheese and the tomato, maybe some onion in there. And, and I just, I'm hearing a lot of ingredients, but I'm not sure I'm hearing a, a, a delicious balance. You know, we've all had to eat a salad that was unbalanced and I'm just afraid uh, that abrasive might be just a little too abrasive to my metal palette here. I did miss the fact there's a band picture. All right. Uh-huh. Close, close your eyes. Picture right. a three-piece brutal death metal band in a okay. stairwell. Okay. Now open your eyes. Yep, that's what that's <laughs> what that looks like. <laughs> so I was wondering how many of them were going to be overweight. Um because in a three-piece German death metal band, you've got like a two out of three shot of it being two out of three. And it is, well, I believe, two out of three. And, well, and if they were American, that's a hundred percent chance that they all are. Wait, what? uh, well, what was the, who's wearing camo pants and are they all wearing long sleeves or just two of three? Ooh, um, good question. What, uh, so, uh, two of them got the memo. Two of them are wearing uh, camo BDUs and death metal shirts and the short sleeve death metal shirts and the third gentleman is wearing long black pants and long sleeved uh, black metal shirt. Not black metal, yep. but black metal shirt. Metal shirt. Now, so their their photo on Metal Archives, I believe, is more representative of their attire uh, because the first gentleman uh, is wearing a black long sleeve death metal band shirt and camo pants. Uh, the second gentleman appears to be wearing a hoodie uh, and black, of course, and black jeans. And the third guy is wearing a, uh, a sabaton, perhaps, um, or some other death metal font um, uh, hoodie, and he has gray pants. All right, Matt, I- I don't mean to interrupt, but critically important question: no, no. Are these are these pullover hoodies or zip up? These are pullover hoodies with That's, full graphics. It's suffocation. Suffocation. Natural. There you go. I, I got the I got the S and the N right. It's just the rest <laughs> of it. All right. Suffocation makes more sense. Um, yeah. So I mean, they're wearing the uniform: two long hairs, one baldy. Um, they all yeah. have a oh, perfectly not, vertical beard. Not in, the, not in um, this picture. Oh, it's two baldies so, okay. and one long hair. Okay, as but that still as, works. Yeah, there's two options as long as whatever combination is fine. 
My my favorite thing about the Metal Archives picture is they all have a vertical beard coming down, like a soul patch, uh, but they all have varying thicknesses. So the bald guy has a very like pencil thin soul patch. Um, the the medium guy, the guy wearing the hoodie and the military green but not quite camo pants, uh, has a has maybe like a, a four three four centimeter thick one, and then the tall guy. Uh, with the camo pants, has an extremely thick, almost as wide as his mouth, uh, you know, like, vertical. It's almost like the uh, Photoshop rotated Hitler mustache and moved down. Um. Yeah, you know, if you rotated that and moved it up, it would be a Hitler mustache. But now it's just like a, like a number one on your chin. A very thick number one. All right. <laughs> What a what a weird direction! All right, well, uh, I, German. I was gonna give this, uh, this review one ear. However, I noticed mm-hmm. I noticed one factoid that's gonna bump that up to one and a half. The lineup has been the same since 1999. Wow! So like these guys have managed not to kill each other <laughs> after what 23 years. So. Um, so clearly there's, there's, you you know, no one's bitter about what they're doing. So I'm going to go with one and a half years. I, I am going to agree. Um, I personally was going to give them one and a quarter ear. Uh, but there's just something so charming about their label being called rebirth the metal, because that's how I imagine a metal band would say it. We must rebirth the metal. So that gets a full quarter year for me. So one, also one and a half years. Before we continue with the ears, uh, the CD sales numbers. So yeah, <laughs> I like how they're bragging about selling a thousand, but then suddenly they stop talking about their numbers. And, yeah. You know, that's because no one buys CDs anymore, which is a shame. Um, so uh, go buy their CD. Let's get a, let's get them back up into the four yeah. digits instead of likely the two digits because we live in the future where everything sucks. Yes, I, I also wanted. I, I like that they emphasized that they had a thousand of each uh, sold, not just pressed, because yeah. I imagine that many bands of the stature that we're we're used to reviewing are are pressing in the neighborhood of five hundred to a thousand copies of their album. And it's one thing to have a thousand copies made, but it's another thing to actually have them committed to sale by people who like aren't the band themselves. Yeah, it's... yeah. I, I bet Burning Shadows is pressed a thousand CDs easily. I don't know. We've easily pressed a thousand CDs. Yeah. Oh yeah, I believe. If we're so. including CDRs, then yes, easily. <laughs> That's a press. That's pressed. <laughs> uh, not not to uh, the the German region of Metal Nation. They, uh, this, oh, this may be news to you, but they don't consider, a lot of our European fans don't consider, uh, uh, a CDR to be a CD. You know, and if you send them a CDR, they get mad. So, yeah. Oh, uh, so all because the, they paid for a commercial grade compact disc. Right. So all the Burning Shadows albums were pressed CDs, but all the EPs, were CDRs, except you know, for well, the latest one, Beneath the Ruins, that is a press CD. So the uh, so when people, uh, I, that wasn't clear when you ordered it, 
So uh, after I got the first email back going, this isn't a CD, it's a CDR, I was like, oh, oh, you care about that? Because Americans don't care because we're dumb. So, um, well, yeah, so dumb I, Americans don't care. If you go to uh, the Burning Shadows Bandcamp now, that's all like specifically said. This is a CDR, this is not a CDR. So you're well, not I surprised. Europeans are, are, are big fans of property law, and they want to make sure that JVC get it, gets its 100th of a cent for every CD created in history. And, and not only that, there's there's something that I was discussing with the owner of the comic shop that I like to go to. Uh, the concept that he liked to call visceral ownership, um, where it's important to have Pretty the metal. thing. And then mm-hmm. the correct and the correct thing, right? Like I, Blind Guardian, for example, right? They they remastered their whole catalog at the end of their Century Media contract, and it was all released on Century Media. Then Nuclear Blast re-released it five mm-hmm. years later under a Nuclear Blast label. I don't want the Nuclear Blast re-releases of the remasters of the Blind Guardian records that they did to get out of their Century Media contract. I want the fucking Century Media ones. I don't want the exactly. Virgin. I don't want the Virgin release either that they released in Germany on like you know at Virgin Superstores because that's how popular Blind Guardian is. I don't want that. I want the actual Century Media ones. So I understand where they're coming from on the CDR hate for sure. And this is how I feel about Into the Primordial. So I have two copies. Uh-huh. One sounds right. great, and one sounds terrible. <laughs> You're welcome. Wait a second. Which drummer do you have playing on? <laughs> Isn't that... Didn't, didn't we have a different... Uh, didn't we have bonus tracks on one of those with uh, Alex Rudinger just totally blowing me out of the water? There Correct. is definitely an Alex Rudinger a bonus track on that on that album. On that compact disc. There's two There's of them. Two? <laughs> Oh shit! Uh huh. Yeah. Right, I'd love to credit this to CDR, but you you'd remastered it, right? There was a new master in the second release. Yeah, I think it was different somehow. <laughs> you know what? Also, I and this will become apparent later for Metal Nation. I have been trying very hard to find a streaming version of the Burning Shadows cover of a, of a certain Man of War song, and I cannot find it. You oh, need the physical because we CD. didn't release it. It's only available and- in certain places. Right, and that's a tragedy, which is why everyone should be going to band camp, whether it's for abrasive, if they have a band camp, or burning shadows, uh, or 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 even uh, good old big old bands like Radiohead, uh, 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 Dinosaur Junior, uh, you know, whatever. Oh, oh. No. <laughs> All right, let's finish up yeah. with the ears for abrasive, uh, and that song was. That was my only credited contribution to Burning Shadows, and I emphasize the word credited. That's right. (laughs) Doug, you're credited on my heart with that logo that you drew, so know that. And I hope Metal Nation hears me on that one. That is what the the Burning Shadows, the current, the current, (laughs) the the official logo that we have been using and will continue to use forever um, was uh, very similar to Doug's. Only Doug's was way cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it's my favorite. Now, we'll do a separate course, I'm podcast. About this logo we'll, here. Yeah. <laughs> Without the rubber bands. We should do a podcast on the creative process there because it's a very metal story. 
I like would it. Love oh, to be it is. Because I, I don't think <laughs> yeah. I actually have. I, I don't. I don't know the story. So surprise me on our podcast. I would love to listen to that story. All right. Well. Uh... <laughs> Well, let's, let's, get through, let's get through the ears on abrasive, but maybe we can get some. All right. They get one finger from me, my highest <laughs> score. Wow. Holy God. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. All right. For a German, hey. for a German death metal band, that's a compliment. Yeah. All right. Finish it up. Who, who Or did everyone oh. go? I lost track. Single sing, single year from me on, on in the hopes of Chamber of Secrets being about Harry Potter. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, links in the description. All right. Dragon Breed Necrohedron to be released on the 22nd of April. The guys of the Suidacra slash Graveworm melodic death metal mix-up Dragon Breed have finished work on their debut Long Player. The stylistic and also a personal journey back in time to the early days of the genre will be titled Necrohedron and will be released <laughs> On 22 April via MDD Records. I feel like we've heard Ooh. this. We've heard about this MDD Records, people. Raw, wild, and inspired by the spirit of the early years, the quintet around Graveworm singer Stefano Fiore and Suadacra's Arcadius Antonic will play eight songs with a playing time of 38 minutes. Also on board, cover artist Chris Verwimp. Verwim on Man of War Night of all times. Oh no! <laughs> Who is Leave not only all. responsible for the artwork but also for the lyrical content, which is a concept story that has been lying untold in his drawer for a long time now, long time, and now fits Dragon Breed like a glove. A first sample and further information will be available soon. And then we got some artwork, Dragon Breed. And it's some sort of dragon and some sort of time travel pod or something. I don't know. And are those tentacles? I, I think there are tentacles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that gets a half an ear from the Burning Shadows uh, official contract on tentacles. <laughs> All right. Oh. I, I, this could just be a language thing, but there's absolutely nothing metal about mix-ups. So, <laughs> on the basis of that, I have to go with zero ears, but they could be very good. All right, so they okay. mentioned Suidacra and Graveworm. Suidacra yeah. is amazing. And uh, play play uh, the Wacken Festival in Germany, like, I don't know, every year, every other year, something like that. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're really good. So, um you know, that alone has me wanting to listen to this. There is a band photo I, I forgot to uh, mention, and uh, I don't know. All right, we'll, we'll do this, this exercise again. Close your eyes. Okay. Right. I, I have to recuse myself because I'm looking at the band photo right now. <laughs> Close your eyes. Picture a death metal band standing in front of a brick wall, and on that brick wall is dragons and tentacles. All right, now open your eyes. <laughs> yeah, there it is. That's what we got. Like, I like how they're black and white in a color background. That's, yeah, that's something I particularly I, enjoy. I've never seen that. I like to think they paid to have that wall painted. <laughs> what what's the 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 tennis shoe to boots ratio in that picture? Oh, that's a good question. I, well, I'm seeing some Nikes. Okay. They all look so like skateboarding shoes. 
Yeah, do you yeah, count Vans sunglasses. skate shoes as boots or tennis shoes? Um, I, I count three, two definite, one possible laced shoe, uh, one definite slip-on Vans, uh, one black pair of shoes that's indeterminate. Um, yeah. I, I'd be okay with a drummer wearing slip-ons. He he's in the back. He might be the drummer. Uh, I also hate to disappoint Tim, uh, but looking at the album art next to the band photo, uh, very clearly someone has cleverly um, just snipped with a snipping tool the image of the Cthulhu dragon thing and put it behind them, um, which which is actually pretty good. So it's. It's it's frustrating because it's really good photoshopping like around the edges of the people, which is hard. Yeah. But then I I I without studying it closely, I think I think it's a good uh, promo photo. And you got I the mean, dragon and tentacles. I'm I'm they, I approve, even though I'm disappointed that they didn't uh, pay someone a lot of money to paint it <laughs> behind them for this exact picture. They messed up a little bit because you can see the wall uh, through the one gentleman on the far right's crotch. Um, they, they they missed that part. Um, How far then, do you have it zoomed in that you can uh, <laughs> you're looking through the guy's crotch? You know, I'm just I'm just a really avid consumer of visual media. Um, and then also, it's they 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 went. This is a choice. This is clearly a choice. But they went with like a painted effect on the side to make it look as if this very elaborate painting just had, like, uh, sloppy sides. So I don't know who would be painting this elaborate mural, but, like, fuck the sides. That's not what I'm here for. <laughs> okay, now sub... Sub, uh... Sub... Game for, for Dave and Doug. How many of these gentlemen have facial hair? I mean, it's a how many piece band? Four piece. It's a four piece band. It's a four piece, so I'd say three. But one guy's three. got a really thin yeah. beard, so it doesn't count. I think soul patch is the way to go on the thin beard call. Yeah. Okay, I have. There? I have one definite goatee. I have one uh, possible goatee or maybe full beard. I have one clearly clean shaven, and one who might have a beard, or it might just be a shadow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's right. do the ears. Uh, I think, or did I already? Do, I'm not paying attention. <laughs> uh, if I haven't said it yet, one and a half. Uh, yeah, I think I think one and a half sounds a little excessive for me. Um, yeah, but the, Suodakra, the Suodakra angle is is interesting. So I'll give it a. It's a firm ear, half an ear for Suodakra, half an ear for the tentacles. Uh, yeah. For reasons like already stated, they get zero ears but one finger. <laughs> <laughs> I love this new rating system. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doug, a podcast in town, gives it one finger and put that sticker right on the seat. <laughs> um, okay, it. so I love tentacles, I love dragons, I love melodic death metal. Um, just like body count, I'm a little concerned that Dragon Breed does not 
have a metal archives entry. I th- I bet it's because the album's not out yet. That's my that's my theory. Possible, possible. Someone get I'm on. I'm also that. very. I'm concerned with the word necohedron because that is a shape, a polygon with death number of sides. Um, which sounds incredible. <laughs> I'm not, I can't quite visualize that, but that seems scary. I wouldn't want to run across a necahedron, you know, any time of the day or night. Um, so for that, I'm going to give them a, a one ear and a quarter, 1.25 ears. I might, I might want to subtract an eighth of an ear and lower it to one and three eighths of an ear because I'm looking at, uh, Suodakra's uh, releases, and they have constant releases, full lengths, 97, 98, 99, 2000, 2002, 3, 4, 5, 6, 9, 11, 13, 16, 18, 19, and 21. How much this this uh, this band might either uh, slow down Suodakra's release, or he's, he's uh, his attention will be distracted, and then you get no releases from any of the bands, just like certain other uh, bands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That are uh, you know are, that are, are can be King seen right yet, down here. <laughs> I've always said the worst thing for any musician is to spread himself too thin. That's right. You know, Ugh. I would one one life, one wife, just like one life, one band. <laughs> anyway. All right, last anyway. <laughs> Yeah, Matt, what's the boundary limit of the number of bands one can effectively be in? Well, I know, know the I answer. Think I have an answer, and maybe we should uh, Ian or, talk about Ian this. or manage. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe this should be another podcast, but the answer is less than one. That's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> no bands. <laughs> The best band, the best number of bands to be in is zero. The only way to win is not to play. <laughs> yeah, we should discuss this on a on a different yeah. episode. All right, did everyone do the ears since we're all tangents today? Yep. All right, moving on. Last one, Angel Nation release. Not to be confused with Metal Nation. This is a yeah, group yeah. called Angel Nation. Releases music video for Seraph. Seraph? Seraph. Seraph. That that checks out with that Angel checks Nation. Out. Yeah, right. that's Angel Nation. <laughs> Angel Nation, the melodic metal band founded by the classically trained Finnish singer Alina Sirala, also in Leaves Eyes, just released a music video for Seraph, the first single from the new album Antares. Which isn't that the company that makes Autotune? Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Antares will be released on CD and digitals on April 8th and on limited vinyl on June 3rd via Inner Wound Recordings. Elena Sirala of Angel Nation comments on the single Seraph is the manifestation of all the willpower and determination we've had to show as a band and as individual during the past two years. Lockdowns. No concerts. No normal life. It's easy to forget who you are and slowly sink into the darkness. But the power of the music will always bring us back to the surface. And at the end, from the light reborn, I will rise like a seraph. And that's a quote from the, from the song, I assume. 
The greatly anticipated third album takes Angel Nation to a new level, named after the star and Terrace, the brightest object in the constellation of Scorpius. It takes the listener on a journey of multiple elements through an album full of energy and fire with the true sound of a metal band. And Terrace is combining catchy melodies, stadium rock, and powerful metal tunes together with a flavor of modern synths while maintaining depth both musically and lyrically. Inspired by a concept of an army of angels, Seraphim, the often cryptic texts intertwine with true life stories, leaving room for the listener's own interpretation. The album is mixed and mastered by a Alexander Krull, Leaves Eyes, Atrocity, and the artwork was created by Jobert Mello, Sabaton Primal Fear. Get ready for it all. Heavy rocking and epic tunes with this highly anticipated album with tons of character. There is no Bandcamp link, so if I have found it, uh, it'll be in the description. And there is a uh, uh, an album cover. It looks like a, uh, a uh, robot of some sort with... You know when Ramstein does Angle and he comes out with the giant metal wings that shoot fire? All right, got those in your head? Metal wings, but nowhere near that cool. <laughs> and uh, there's sort of All a, right, so is this a Cleopatra or, or, or Metro- Metropolis Records? <laughs> uh, it is Inner Wound okay, so Recordings. Catch- and then inner there wound. is a band photo. And uh, I, don't know, I don't know if I can do the close your eyes. <laughs> thing but let's let's put it this way half the band is wearing eyeliner half the band is female <laughs> but yeah, those that Venn diagram does not intersect is that right on like they very much look like the cast of a low budget like n- knockoff Tubi Avengers style movie <laughs> it's like Catch him opening for Tim Scold at the 2022 Tampa Goth Prom. <laughs> it's like only one group, only one group of heroes can save the world: the Angel Nation. Oh, and they have a song called "End of Innocence" on this album. You know, just like, just like, uh, I think that's an Ice Earth song, and it's a Symphony X song, and it's you know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm it's not awesome. saying they're being lazy. I'm just saying. I hope it's a cover of the Don Henley song. That was my first thought. Yeah. But then it occurred to me that that song's called "The End of the Innocence." Yeah, yeah that's true. You gotta get those articles in there. It's very important. It's just "End of Innocence." Yeah. There's no articles whatsoever in this one. All Which right. Is well, more God. I I was uh I was Our into this God. until they they're. Uh, they said it's stadium rock, and they said it in a uh, positive light. So that's gonna cause a heavy deduction, and I'm going down to three quarters of one ear. Wow. Um. No, I'm not gonna be that harsh. Um. Um. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with one ear. I'm intrigued. Um, Alienation was one of my least favorite movies, but most favorite um, sci-fi dramas of the early 1990s. Uh, it reminds me of that. Um, so that's at least worth an year. Um, and also, I think it might 
Sound okay? <laughs> so, right, so I, was uh, was that one ear? What, what was one it? ear, one solid ear. <laughs> one ear. Um, I was I was with it until I heard the the leaves eyes connection. No offense. Sorry. Aww. I believe that yeah. <laughs> it's the um. Wasn't there a big hullabaloo <laughs> about uh the leaves eyes singer being uh unceremoniously fired and replaced? And I believe this is the replacement. Yeah. There's every chance that this is true. All I can remember about Leaves Eyes, though, is being, like, made to sit through their sets several times one year. Because they were on... I know, I know it's harsh, (laughs) but they just did nothing for me. And they were on, like, four four tours that fall. You know how that used to happen, where, like, a band from Europe would just tour the United States over and over again? With like, oh they yeah, they would tour with Pier, and then they played with like uh, Epica, and well, those, then they played those, with Camelot. Those work visas are fucking expensive, <laughs> so you got to use them while them. you can. I don't blame them at all. I just had to see them four times. Two, two leaves, eyes, facts. I remember distinctly the uh, the male singer making a big deal that the female was his wife. Yup. <laughs> oh you no! You know he's like. He's like, everyone, this is my wife, and you can't have her. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and then, oh, uh, like uh, other fact I uh, just Christian learned. Virtue sick. Oh, no, they were, okay. they, they, they were Scandinavian. I don't think it was Christian Virtues. It was mostly just like they were at Jack's, and it was a Jack's crowd watching a female-fronted band for the first time. Right. Please, please do not take my wife. <laughs> and then... The uh, the other fact I learned is in 2008, their drummer was Nick Barker. What? Of Dimmu Borgir, <laughs> Cradle of Filth. Yeah, it looks like they immediately got a n- new drummer whose name is Seven, so George Costanza's pissed. <laughs> oh. Oh, you know what? I, I'm doing some research here. <laughs> she didn't. She didn't just leave the band. Oh, yeah? She left everything. Ooh. She was married to Alexander Kroll from July 2003 until January 2016. Now, interestingly, if we go to the current, current Eve's Eyes lineup, Elena Sirala, vocals 2016 to present. There you go. <laughs> Interesting, no? <laughs> All right, uh, let's finish up with the ears and get the fuck out of here. Oh, I All think right, we can... Yeah, zero ears. I just wanted to clarify. One ear, one ear, one uno ears. One, one finger ear. for me. All right, that's, oh, that's a cl- clean sweep. Three fingers. Yeah, that's a hat <laughs> trick. All right. Uh, it sounds like zero mancer or something that come back. That's fine. Not enough goth rock anymore. That's right. All right. I can't wait to get out of here. All right. Join us next time, Metal Nation, for more metal promos and whatnot. <laughs>